hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Hate the Truth. Now, this one here is going to be a special episode. There's no (laughs) pretending anymore. False pretenders, stop pretending. There's no need to pretend anymore. There's nothing to pretend about. Uh, by the first couple days, he proved and showed his uh, true mantle. Let us not forget, he claimed, and the Democrat Party claimed that, you know, black people were the reason why they got into office. But in their first uh, few days of office, what have they done for to stimulate their roots? We all know plants grow. Plants grow because uh, the root system they have in the dirt to get the nourishment. The grass roots. What has he done to stimulate the base of the Democrats? I'm just speaking in logical terms. You know. If you have any uh, grasp on political science, you know, uh, you got to throw a dog a bone. And that's called stimulating your grassroots. In essence, if the majority of voters that support my uh, agenda uh, happen to be, let's just say, glass blowers, then I'm going to say something and I'm going to give incentive to the glass blowers. Why? Well, if they're the majority of the voters, even if I don't like glass blowers, I must appeal to them to uh, ensure their vote. You see, that would be logical. But what if, by chance, I'm in a system that doesn't want the glass blowers to become prolific because if they become prolific and achieve all the goals they need to without being impeded they might supersede the society that they live in it might be held uh, in, in the steam Think about that. And I'll get right back at you. And we are back. What do I mean? Um, hmm. Here's another summation of everything that I was talking about. Um, false pretenders. We've already known that we were getting nothing tangible for our vote. Um, we are in the same situation we were in when Dr. King and Martin Luther, um, when Dr. King, excuse me, and Malcolm X was, uh, and Marcus Garvey, and Frederick Douglass, for that sake, uh, for that matter, uh, when they gave their quotes uh, about the America we live in and our situation. 
what was missing was we needed to be guided by an agenda. You see, when you have a human being, they can get bought off, killed, or whatever that kills the agenda. So th- this is different now, what we're on as the black media and uh, the foundational black Americans. We want our slice of the pie. Now, let's get into the psychology of things and the reason why things are the way they are. Um, a lot of people, uh, dominant society doesn't see and does not hear, and I'm here to let them hear, uh, um, our gripes and uh, our conditions that we live in. Um, for instance, if I live in uh, Australia, I couldn't tell you, or explain to you in a way that you would understand how New York or Chicago uh, moves uh, and the rules and the way people, you know. I couldn't take you from uproot you from uh, Sydney, Australia, put you in Chicago, or New York, or California, or uh, Seattle, or uh, Texas, somewhere. You know, I, 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 you're, you're from a different environment. Um, we are from this environment, and uh, we're pretending as if we don't know what's going on. Some of us, uh, it's because the, the want to fit in. We are a small percentage of people in this country, and it's a human need to want to fit into a group. So sometimes you have to uh, swallow the pill to fit into a group, meaning there are things that are morally uh, corrupt and uh, uh, you do not agree with, but you do it anyways. We have to get over that. We've been hazed as a people in this country and we're realize a lot of uh, people who happen to I'm not going to take anything away from they're very intellectual and they side with dominant society and they side with white supremacy to get the butter biscuit and what I mean by that is to get that position where they're comfortable and they're getting fed because after all ruling the world is to see is to say who eats and who don't they think that they're on a in the ivory tower on the hill and that they won't get pushed over and they won't see the reality that they're participating in coming to fluicity you see so they're making a hostile environment and they don't think that it'll come nip them in the butt Cause they're way up above that. We'll talk more about that when we get back. And we're back. Yes, I know I'm speaking concept, but I'm still gonna stay on this though, cause there's there's too many of us. It's, it's too blatantly obvious now. Too blatantly obvious. I don't want anybody coming at me talking some stupid Democrat game. I don't want nobody coming at me talking some stupid Republican game. I want somebody come at me talking game. That's right. We are being polarized left and right. But the problem is both left, left and right believe 
in white supremacy. So there's not a spot for us on either side. I ain't no Tom, but you can talk turkey to me. That's the only way you can talk to me. We need tangibles. We need reparations. And I mean right now. They want to come over with some stupid shot talking about, oh, you guys are disproportionately affected. We're disproportionately affected monetarily. If you want to fix some, oh, well, they can't go to the finest hospitals, whatever. You want to fix all these problems, these all the problems that stem from is monetary. If I get, you know, if it was like, oh, they're in a moral crisis. If that was the case, then maybe it should be a class or whatever like that. But it's not a moral crisis. It's a monetary crisis. And why is it a monetary crisis? Because they need reparations. They worked. They don't have this generational poverty. Some people don't understand. Oh, it's a handout. Oh, why should I pay for it? Like Norm Chomsky said, a great philosopher. When you live in a place, you are taking on its history. If you don't want to take on the history of a place, you don't go there. Or you move. But there are people who are monetarily uh, over the top because of inheritance. Let's just say, for instance, you look at a beer label, wow. And it says uh, brewed since 18 something. That was used, that was slave labor for a lot of uh, that. Tiffany and Company. Um, Most, you know, Met life. Because, see, the slaves were insured. See, this was all a legal game that the government participated in. They have to right what's wrong if they want to do what's called justice. Let me get back at you in a second. I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. And I'm back. Hey, recently I was on, uh, I think I was on Facebook or one of these social media, Facebook, Twitter, something. I don't even know exactly which one I was on. And there was some chick that was talking about she did not want her daughter to date a foundational black American. Now, see, this is where the problem comes in. Since we want to fit in with groups and we want to uh, 
get escape the caste system that we are in, which is not possible uh, without realizing where you stand. In essence, you know, you can't play the game of Monopoly if you don't know which piece is yours to move. You see, and that's where the problem comes in. You know, they want to talk about they, this is uh, what I ran into because uh, I'm a very intelligent and well-spoken black person myself. Um, I ran into the, uh, the stark reality that people will come up to me and say, uh, you're not like the others. Oh, but you're different. No, that, no, I'm not. And see, that is where these, uh, what it is, uh, Miss Dillard says, the LOM League of Mammies, the bootlegs, the coons, and those who seek butter biscuits. That's, that's, that's them. You see, they're different. They're different from you. Grew up on the same block as you. Right at the corner. You had a daddy, they didn't. But they different from you. Better. Huh. I even had a, I had a white friend that grew up in the project, right by the projects. He lived in a trailer. Shoot. His parents ain't work a day of their life. You know what I'm saying? We used to cash in food stamps and get money and get paid like that when we was little kids. We was too young. We was we was what twelve years old. What we cashing in for folks? He grew up staunch Republican. Nobody should have a food stamp. I was like, how could you say that? Because if nobody had a food stamp when you was growing up, you'd be the hungriest one on the block. Your parents, they was big, fat, and couldn't even hustle. But my parents at least had a hustle. You'd have starved, you'd have starved out, or you'd have been over my house more than you was already. But you know, married somebody, had a little bit of money. Now you got something to say about folks. You see, he escaped who he was. And there's a lot of black folks who's using this escapism just because you're articulate does not mean you escape the uh, the struggle, baby. And if you escape the struggle in a way that is uh, immoral or doesn't uh, show that you're part of the pack, then you, my friend, are a bootlick don't get it twisted is there somebody from your hood you brought up and don't get me wrong don't let nobody bring you down everybody you grew up with is not uh, people who are eligible to take that next level but did you look for any and if you say you didn't you know who you are you uh you're just going to be the last person thrown into the fire. That's all. Because, uh, yeah, you got the job now. You, you're sitting in the ivory tower. But when it comes down to the get down, 
you're going to get on the flames too. You'll just be the last one to bake. And since they bake so many, they're going to have an expert hand on you. Uh-huh. You think you escaped the, uh, you think you escaped the, what's going on. You think you're in the, I retire, you're safe, and it just can't happen to you. Because you, you, that's one thing you would hate. Because one thing about it, most people do hate the truth. Get at you. <laughs>